0: You change, change your, mind your mind like a girl, girl changes, clothes. changes clothes.
1: Yeah, yeah you, you
0: be a mess. A mess. I'm, I'm around. I know. Yeah, you I'm I'm be, be boring. boring
1: you're hot, you're hot then, then you're cold you're, you're yes then you're,
0: then you're no you're in then, then you're out you're up then you're down you're wrong, you're wrong when you're it's right right you're, you're black dark, and it's, it's white. white you it's fight act, you, you make, make up, up you kiss, kiss you, you break up. up you don't really want to stay no, no. you don't really want to go oh I'm really glad that that song's been put in. To the show yeah it's been stuck in my head all week but it was a really pleasant addition when we first heard it and i'm not sick of it at all i don't think i'll ever get sick of hearing i that can't song.
1: imagine ever getting sick of that song it's no. a real contemporary hit i was expecting a i wasn't expecting a song but if it was going to be a song i wasn't expecting a contemporary hit by mm. someone as relevant as fresh and as cutting edge as katie perry
0: absolutely i'm really really glad that the show was able to get her like mm. what a get what a get!
1: Katy Perry, of course, famous for the song "I Kissed a Girl." Yep, uh, this is her second single after that. Mm,
0: I think she's currently in India with her boyfriend Russell Brand.
1: Yes, she is. Potentially,
0: I think. Uh, I think that's around
1: about the right time. Russell Brand, of course, a funny comedian. Yep. who makes jokes with with what what wild hair? What wild hair?
0: Yeah, tight pants.
1: He's a little verbose but mostly is focusing on the jokes. Yeah. Uh, not being a arrogant little cunt. Yeah.
0: Um he does, and like I I really really like particularly about Russell Brand mm-hmm. is the fact that he doesn't tend to dip his toes too deep in the political sphere. Absolutely. Um he's he's just about the comedy.
1: Well, he strikes me as the kind of guy that um doesn't vote. But thank God he's not telling young people not to vote. Yeah,
0: I'm particularly glad that during an election he doesn't start a a, a movement, a revolution, to try and get young people to not
1: vote. <laughs> but if um, he were to do that, I couldn't see how that could create issues then another no, five years after absolutely, that.
0: Absolutely, and I also don't see how that could in any way at all affect his absolutely blossoming career.
1: Yeah, no, he's a cool guy. Yeah, get him cool. to the Greek and whatnot. So. Get to the Greek. Is, I think, a film that's in production. Okay, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great. Um, um, anyway, let's get back to what we're here for.
1: Which is, uh, of Master course, MasterChef.
0: Um, an interesting week.
1: A very interesting week, or half week, I should mm. say. We are now halfway through week two. Yep. We have now... <laughs> Gotten to the Feels end. Feels like
0: a fucking lifetime.
1: It <laughs> does. <laughs> God, who knew they could, you could get so much content <laughs> out of one, one week of people cooking? When
0: we decided to do this podcast, there is no way that I ever thought that I could possibly be tired after 11 episodes. I'm not.
1: I'm really excited. Loving it. I'm loving this. I love this journey for us. It's um, been an amazing journey, mm. Michelle Wittrup. Like a phenomenal one. Um, uh, what I think this the, the last three days have shown us. Um, yeah. We'll get a little bit into it, but there was three episodes. There was a team challenge. There was a, an elimination, and there was a thing called masterclass. Um, and I think what we've learned from these three episodes is that a lot of people, when this show was announced, they had their doubts mm. that uh, it could sustain five, six nights a week. Yeah. There was a question of can this sort of show, I mean, I see it as an hour a week. Mm-hmm. Can it sustain six hours of content mm-hmm. or maybe five hours of content? And the it, answer is absolutely. It's a resounding yes. Yes, absolutely 100%. it 100%. Yeah. My God, it... it it was. Um, if anything, struggling I'd struggling like to fit it in. I don't know what to do on a Saturday at seven o'clock. It, I, it, it, I, it just blew my mind that um, that uh, that they could fit it all in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but oh, we are loving MasterChef here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm having a good time. Are you enjoying it? Yeah,
0: I'm really liking the discoveries. I made quite a few this uh, this last few episodes. Mm. Um, some surprising elements uh, have entered the show that I didn't see absolutely um and I'm really excited to discuss them with you.
1: Can I say one thing i I love about this show please is, uh, I often find season one of shows can be a little bit um a little bit uh finding their feet. There yeah. can be a few weird erroneous sort of is that the right word erroneous absolutely yeah sure um. Uh, missteps, things that they go, let's dip our toe in this water for a thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of hosts that don't need to be there, challenges that don't quite work. Mm. Um, what I love about this show is how fully formed it's come out. Yeah. I can't see any of what what's happening, what happened in the last three episodes or any elements of this show going because mm. it is so... Fully formed, so perfectly realised. It was
0: – it's as close to perfect as television can be.
1: mm mm-hmm. um, I – Of course, television – like, there isn't a lot else, you know. I think we've well, got yeah. Sopranos and um, Sex in the City. Yeah. Other Shining Beacons. Absolutely. other than that, we've got MasterChef.
0: Um, but uh, – yeah. I would be really disheartened if they ever chose to fuck with the system that they've got going at the moment. 100%. Um, I think it's working really, really well. Um, and like I said, I was surprised by a lot of the things that came in the last couple of episodes, but it was a pleasant surprise and I have been walking on clouds since.
1: And, and as I just say, no superfluous filler and no, no element that they're going to need to get rid of. Anyway, shall shall we begin? Yes, let's. So we started with about ten minutes of the uh, contestants in the house. Yep. So they, I think we've touched on this before, but they all seem to live in a house together, and
0: um, um and there was a Sydney. lot of
1: focus on that, which yeah. is a huge component of the show and will continue to be. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think that um, what's making me second guess whether um, the master chef is actually entirely based on culinary performance mm. um, is the fact of that they are continuously stressing relationships within the house that mm. are being formed, opinions about people's personalities that mm. are being formed, which makes me think that maybe there's more to being the master chef than food mm. because if there was anything about this show, um, because if this show was only supposed to be about their ability to cook, mm. um, then there, it would seem almost pointless to share the opinions of a person's personality uh, on, you know,
1: on on television. Does that
0: make sense, what I've just said?
1: Completely. I mean this show, uh, if this show was just about people being good at cooking, Mm -hmm. uh, amateur chefs being good at cooking, just about competition, they wouldn't spend ten minutes at the house as they sit around and cook for each other Mm. um, because that, you you could then make an argument that that was superfluous and pointless and kind of going for a big brother vibe when it doesn't need it. Yeah. Um and that and that's just not the case. I think it's very important to see them sitting in a house. Yeah. Um, and it's just
0: nice to see how they live.
1: You mm-hmm.
0: know what I mean? It's nice to see how they live. Um they all seem to read a lot of res- recipe books, mm-hmm. um which shows that they're obviously quite committed. To the the task at hand, and to they the all show. they
1: all like to cook for each other, yep. which goes to show that there wasn't a catering budget on the show.
0: Yep, absolutely. Well, the, the entire budget went to transport. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, I think um, I, I I I'm personally really interested to see the intricacies mm. of um, you know the the relationships between. Um, All the contestants. Obviously, it's not going to go any further than just contestants on the show. No one's going to build a relationship strong enough outside of the show. No,
1: I don't see that Um, happening. I'm not seeing any relationships happening. No.
0: Um, But I'm I'm interested to see um, this element and where where that's going to go. How it all plays out. um, Because... It didn't seem to make a difference to the episode.
1: No, the the fact that they live together and the fact that we're focusing on their living arrangements mm. didn't have anything of value yet.
0: Mm. Um it's also just a quick interesting element as well that some of them were folding um clothes and having a chat about oh I wonder what the next challenge is going to be. Um they obviously all share rooms together, mm. um sharing bunk beds. These are adults, mm-hmm. um sharing bunk beds. Um and like as and it was touched on in previous episodes as well that some people have left their families for 3 months um to sleep in a house with strangers in a bunk bed. Mm. I just thought that that was interesting element um
1: it was just just a very interesting layer Mm. to the whole thing um i also noticed yeah they were talking about i wonder what the next challenge is going to be Mm. and then um the the uh uh, beauty model contestant girl Mm -hmm. um linda linda um said i think i might go upstairs for a bit and then she went upstairs and, and luckily the camera followed her Yep. And that's when she saw two uh, two sets of aprons, one blue, one red, and a note, a yep. note from the judges. And she
0: said, I found some red and blue aprons. And luckily um, there was a
1: camera I didn't know set what up to down do. the stairs mm-hmm. for, to capture her doing that. She didn't know what to do. No,
0: she I didn't know what to do. So I went downstairs and alerted everyone to the red and blue aprons <laughs> Upstairs, and she said, "Everyone, there's a note. Gather round." And then everyone sat in a semicircle.
1: Yeah, all all. Re- this is the thing about reality television; it's all real. Yep, it's all real. That's our understanding um, of it here in 2007. Yep.
0: And, and then she proceeded to read the note.
1: And what did the note say?
0: Look, I don't. I I, I can't it, remember. I can't remember because there's no way of me being able to rewatch it quickly. But it said "I don't remember." I don't remember. I <laughs> I don't remember what the note said. But all I know is that the next thing that they had to do was split into teams. They split oh, into teams? Oh, that's th- what the note was about. It was a team challenge. So that's... The- wow. Okay, what's this? Yeah, what is a team challenge? So
1: they're no longer fighting as individuals. They now have to play in teams. Yes.
0: So- and so the way that the teams were split was that Sam, who was the top... Uh, he, was, he was the guy in the hat. Mm. Sam was the captain of a team, and he was selected to be the captain of the team because he was the best from previous episodes. He was in that. Uh, manu M-
1: manu. He Manu, he he did the he did the fish sausage.
0: Yeah, he he made a fish sausage, so he, and he was, didn't
1: beat him. But because he got to that level, because he made a good fish sausage that he could be proud of. Yep. He then got to choose his team.
0: But then he was also able to select who was going to be the captain of the the other team.
1: And he chose, in his opinion, the shittest cunt?
0: Yep, and that shit cunt was Sandra.
1: But she chose a a good team. She did choose the a good team. The twist was he chose her expecting her in his mind. I'm not saying she is a shit cunt, but in his mind she was such a shit cunt she would pick other shit cunt yeah. people. And then uh, the first person she chose was someone quite good at cooking? Who was the
0: best there? And then he's actually. So, firstly, he was the first to choose, and he chose his mate Josh. He chose so he picked a his bet mate. mate. Then Sandra got to choose, and she chose Trevor, who previously had been described as absolutely kicking butt in this competition. Now we haven't seen Trevor before. No,
1: like, I've never seen <laughs> never this man seen in him my life.
0: before in my life.
1: I thought he was crew, but I was but. a really <laughs> big fan of Sam. Sam is the boy with the hat. Yep, I was a really big fan of Sam. Going, oh wow. I've underestimated her. She chose a good cook.
0: Yeah, because so, he genuinely thought that she would choose a shit cunt.
1: So, so, but- so he he his strategy of picking someone who he thought wouldn't choose good people for her team. Didn't play well. It,
0: you know, he didn't do good. Um, and then they proceeded to do kind
1: of like a schoolyard
0: picking of teams. Yep. So you slowly pick one by one by one until there's only one person left and that one person has to get allotted into a team. Um, it's worth knowing the last two people left were Brent. Mm-hmm. He was mad. And also um, – Uh, Linda, who's the one who discovered the letter in the first place? She's the one who I have said previously looks like she's genuinely about to have a breakdown. Um, she she always like she does. I am concerned for her. Um, I'm she, and so when she was the second last, no, she was the last last to be picked. Um, I genuinely thought that was it for her. Um, But she just slipped she in. Just very, she was quite happy in to take it. Yeah, she yeah. was good. Um, So, anyway, then we had our teams. Then Gary and George, is this right? No, then they all had to go to this a place called Ivy.
1: So, which was a big, fancy uh, Sydney restaurant.
0: Kind of like a precinct almost.
1: It really was. Yeah. It wasn't just any restaurant. Sam, the boy with the cool fedora hat, he said um, something along the lines of uh, – There's, it's, you know, there's pub meals, there's fine, fine dining, there's sushi places. Who knows what we could end up cooking. Yeah. And they, they're going to, they ended up, they're going to cook sushi.
0: It was a sushi challenge.
1: So the idea of a team challenge, Mm -hmm. uh, again, I was expecting them to go to the warehouse, but they didn't. The idea of a team challenge is they have to run a kitchen and have real paying customers.
0: Insane. These are amateur chefs. And beforehand as well, they were were saying how you're going to be cooking some of the best sushi Sydney has to offer with some of the best sushi chefs. Like in in Australia, they said this is going to be big. This is popular. This is not bistro food. Mm. It was a sushi train. Mm. Um it was two sushi trains.
1: You, sorry and uh had, were you aware of sushi before this episode? Look,
0: I've had a I've I've look, I have f- often had a cucumber avocado hand roll and a Lipton peach iced tea. See
1: where I'm from, mm. the Latrobe Valley. You wouldn't even get that.
0: Yeah, I'm inner city Melbourne, bitch. So cucumber avocado hand rolls, it, you can get like- t- You get two cucumber avocado hand rolls and a peach lipped and iced tea and that sushi bar is next to Hoyt's. Wow. So you can get that and then you can get your popcorn, you can go see a movie. So
1: that that to me, that even that, that's yeah. too fancy for me. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, the only fish I'm eating is with some chips.
0: Yeah, of course. I don't expect everyone to know. I, no. When I saw that, I was like, "Wow!" I mean, I've had that before, but wow!
1: But that's not like this. Not like this. I mean, and so if you if you don't know, if you aren't just uh, if you aren't new to fine dining, which a lot of us are, sushi is raw fish.
0: Yeah, yeah, crazy concept. Yeah. Uh,
1: so I was thinking that's going to be pretty easy, but the head chef of this sushi train restaurant, um, I've got the quote written down here. Um, People think it's just fish and rice. People think it's an easy, simple thing. But if you actually have a go at it, it's very difficult.
0: He makes a point, though. Yeah. Because then when you watched him, he had to cut the fish. You have to
1: cut the fish. And
0: shape the rice. Yeah. And then place the fish on top of your shaped rice.
1: Now, I'm sure it is quite difficult to do sushi. I don't know a lot about it. Mm. Uh, I'm sure it is quite difficult to cut against or with the grain or whatever. Mm. But they didn't really go into more detail than the man saying, "It's a, if you actually have a go at it, it's very difficult. Mm. There wasn't much detail as to why it's difficult. Yep.
0: Yeah. And then, then it kind of – then something very strange happened. Mm-hmm. So they then said – okay, everyone, you've got three hours on the clock. You have to buy your fish, Mm -hmm. promote the restaurant, Mm -hmm. make your dishes and start serving in three hours. So they said we need two people to go buy the food. We need six people in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. We need two of these chefs for marketing. Mm -hmm. Now, why – okay, if I was – I'm just going to say hypothetically – if I was an amateur chef mm-hmm. and I was on this show, yeah. if I got assigned flyering, mm. I would be a bit salty.
1: You'd be a bit salty? Yes. Do you think that it's just about cooking to be a master chef?
0: Well, I I, I didn't think that going down to a, a you know, quick copy yeah. and printing off some flyers that says, come to the Red Team Sushi yeah. Train... Um, I mean I could I could get my three year old nephew to yeah. do that
1: how do you reckon George's press club got two hats in the in the age good food guide how do you think George got best young chef how do you think Gary got a staff of seventy I'm not too with sure two restaurants I'll I'm tell not you too how. sure but
0: I'd be willing to place money that they have marketing teams potentially yeah, okay. that weren't that aren't in the kitchens
1: so you you're, you're Okay, no, that's fair. Yeah. I was gonna say marketing, but the marketing probably did entail more than two twenty-five year olds in, in <laughs> blue aprons going down going down to central Sydney and handing out flyers, flyers that they printed out at Officeworks.
0: Yeah. Um all I can say is that I if I would have been a bit salty if I was selected for marketing and when I was on a cooking show. Um Maybe one day there'll be a show that's created for things like, I don't know, marketing. Um, Say you wanted to, I don't know, invent something Mm -hmm. um, and you thought of a way in which you could invent this thing and the best way in which to market it
1: Mm -hmm. um,
0: and you wanted to pitch that to a panel of people Mm. of, I think that this, I don't know, an invention should be created. This is how I think it should be marketed. Maybe, like hypothetically, that panel of people could then fund that project um, while also taking a cut, obviously. Maybe if a show like that could exist. I mean, it sounds like it would be very boring and not very successful. Boring, lame idea. That's a really boring, lame idea. You presented
1: a really stupid idea. It is. You should apologize. I'm really sorry. (laughs) That was a stupid idea. It
0: was a really stupid idea. A show like that should never be on television. It's an
1: awful idea and, you, and, and, and if you ever say anything that's stupid again, I'm going to kick you out. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I forgive you. We're here to talk about food. We're here to talk about MasterChef, I'm not, not no. about some sort of show with, yeah. with people judging uh, mm. business ideas, yeah. like, that a, show re- like, like a bunch like, of sharks. That's a kind
0: of show that would really tank.
1: It is. It is a, 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 a show that would really tank. Yeah. shark tank
0: anyway so they then started cooking this no no cooking there was no cooking element to the you fucking know, food just
1: slicing up the fish putting it on rice um
0: uh, and so they were doing that
1: can i just say yeah. this is a little off topic i do just have a note here um uh all the all the women have very thin eyebrows which is of course the fashion of 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 this of time. two thousand and nine. There's yeah. a lot of thin eyebrows. Yeah. Just very, just, I was blown away by the paper thin lines. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. Well,
0: yeah. Well, aren't you lucky that you don't ever have to worry about those things as a man? Uh, I apologise. I should never have spoken to you like that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was really out of place and I shouldn't no, have Mish, done that. No, Mish,
1: that's fine. You guys speak up. It's cool, man. Thank you. It's it's just it's fine, man. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Zach. That's right. it's really nice. I really do feel like I can talk to you. <laughs> anyway,
1: so th- they got to choose the prices of the food of the of the fish yes. dishes. Um, the at this
0: high end fine dining sushi train. So. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: The red team, they chose to just do the prices of the sushi train restaurant. Mm -hmm. The blue team just decided to charge $9 for everything.
0: Yeah, Um, which, spoiler alert, ended up being their downfall, but that's fine. Um, Okay, so as the food started to get pumped out, Mm -hmm. George and Gary come in. So we haven't really seen much of them this episode. They kind of disappeared and then they come back in and they just kind of... Hover about and essentially spend the entire time criticizing these amateur chefs for not being professionals, which they're not. Mm. Um, Which uh, it was, it was, it it just seemed a little bit out of place, Um, them saying, you've got to chop a chopper and you've got to get this done. Um, This is a professional environment. this, uh, uh, while watching a bunch of people who didn't know what sushi was, a couple of them had never had sushi before. Um, that just seems like very high expectations. It's a lot. And they said, if you want to be master chef, you have to learn how to work in a kitchen. Yeah. Um, I just thought that and that... There,
1: w- there were some people that were like, "This is this is not enjoyable for me. Mm. I don't like how stressful this kitchen environment is. Mm. And I've got to be honest with you, Michelle... Um, it's a little odd that people wouldn't think that part through. True.
0: Um, they must've expected that this would happen sooner or later.
1: Even if it didn't happen within the competition, that is the career they're going for.
0: Yes. Yes. It's very true. A little odd. Bit odd. Bit odd. Anyway. So all of a sudden, all these people start to come in. They start eating the sushi. Everyone says the sushi takes great. Some beef goes missing at some point. Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden the challenge is over and everything's been great. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to this sushi train challenge?
1: No, the one thing I did say is they had this really awkward thing where the customers would come in and then they would um, put a camera on them, kind of like those, you know, those um, when a new movie or play comes out, how they ask the audience members after the movie, what they thought of it. Um, They did that with people. That was really awkward and I hope that doesn't become a mainstay of the series, this notion of a camera on a person going, yes, it was very nice. I sat um, near to the kitchen and, I had the delicious Mm. uh, kingfish sashimi um, it was a lot of that. It was a good yeah. like five minutes of people just saying, uh,
0: "Love, lovely beef tataki.
1: I don't think I've ever had a more delicious sushi. I'm like, this person learned how to make sushi two hours ago. <laughs> if you, if that is the best sushi you've ever had, <laughs> that's so sad. And you're going on national television. <laughs> Granted, there's like 40 people watching MasterChef at like, this Like, And point. let's be
0: completely honest. The head chef of that sushi train restaurant, <laughs> at the st- you could just tell he was, didn't really want to be there. And now, like, essentially his whole trade has been shat on by 20 amateur chefs coming in and making the best sushi these fancy fucks have ever had. Oh, it was real nice. Yeah, no, it was really – I found it quite fresh. It was fresh, which let's be completely honest. Describing the fish as fresh has absolutely nothing to do with the person who cut it. No. It's just the time in which they did it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Anyway, whatever.
1: Outrageous.
0: Yeah, outrageous. So then all of a sudden we're back in the warehouse, mm-hmm. home base. Home base. Um, And Gary and George criticise the shit out of everything that they've done
1: Um. The beef that went missing, I want to talk to that just... Yeah, no, please, go for gold. Um, Just for a moment. So the beef that went missing, it turned out, so one team lost their beef and and then they were, that was bad that they lost the beef. And when he lost it, he was like, I turned to the other
0: team and went, you took my beef. And then they were like, no, nah, we didn't piss off. And it looked like it could have really kicked off.
1: Yeah. But, but then
0: the, the team who had lost the beef, just quickly, side note, decided just to not cook with the beef.
1: So then someone on the other team, Tom, at the end of it was like, oh, i got to fess up. I took the beef. <laughs>
0: yeah, and he did it so nonchalant. He's like, oh, by the way, um, probably worth mentioning, I did take the beef. <laughs> and they're like, and then everyone in the room just kind of went, well.
1: What? 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 And he's the- like, yeah. And then Gary and George were like, did you steal it? And he's like, no, it was an accident. And they're like, oh. And there's a beat and then they were like, to the team that lost the beef, knowing who stole it, they were like, well, who who was responsible for the beef? <laughs> and then they got mad at the guy for losing the beef. So funny. Um, I just,
0: the whole beef scenario, I thought, I think personally Tom probably should have been eliminated for that. Yeah. He took the beef. The team who didn't cook with beef lost. They lost the competition who knows what they could have achieved if they'd had the beef. But Tom accidentally, come on, mate, accidentally stole beef. I have never accidentally stolen beef. Who's Who accidentally takes beef? And, like, it's not something you I, – I might accidentally take a packet of matches. I might accidentally take the wrong car spot in the office car park. But you don't accidentally steal sirloin. Like it doesn't doesn't work like that. It's ridiculous. Life doesn't work like that. And
1: then they won. They probably sold
0: they more won. beef. Yeah, exactly. They had double the beef. <laughs> they had double beef. I would make more money too if I was selling, oh, you have a kilo of beef to sell or do you have two kilos of beef to sell? I'm going to make more money if I'm selling two kilos of beef. I have more shit to sell. But no one addressed it. They just no went one just went, they just went, oh, you should have taken better care of your beef. If, if that's the life lesson I'm going to pass on to my kids and my grandkids, it's like be protective of your shit because if it gets taken, your fault.
1: Your fault. Outrageous.
0: Absolutely outrageous. Anyway, I'm glad we touched on that. Far out.
1: Mish, Any- Mish has got some beef.
0: Cool. Oh, um, so basically... Uh, fedora boy, fancy Fedora boy. His team lost. He lost. Um, maybe because he was a cocky little shit at the start. <laughs> he said that he chose Sandra because he thought she would be shit. She they beat him by two hundred
1: odd dollars. The twist was she was a bit shit, but she just got a good team. Yeah, and they made they had double beef. And they stole the beef. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, Sandra was a is that a name Sandra? Oh,
1: this is a bit mean. Nah, she was all right. <laughs>
0: She's not listening, mate. Um, So um, Sandra, Sandra, her team of nine others and double beef.
1: With her beautiful thin eyebrows. With her
0: thin eyebrows and her double beef won the competition. (laughs) Shock fucking horror. They won. And Sam's team had to go. They were like, so now you must go. To elimination.
1: So we're expecting like an elimination type cooking challenge, mm-hmm. but no, sir. Not at all.
0: So when I uh, tuned in on Thursday for the elimination episode, mm-hmm. I was really excited to see like, do you remember the onion challenge? Mm-hmm. I thought maybe something like that.
1: Except maybe carrots. carrot, celery,
0: ingredients for a soup I thought that could have been interesting.
1: Tasting a soup, were. Tasting out. a soup.
0: Instead, the first, so it was a half an hour episode. Full half an hour. Full so half. I was
1: like, how are we going to decide mm-hmm. who leaves uh, in a way that is entertaining for a full half hour?
0: 15 minutes into the episode, I started to think that maybe there wouldn't be a cooking challenge mm-hmm. because the first 15 minutes of the episode was spent at the house, mm-hmm. uh, just having the contestants talk amongst each other about who they thought was best to go, who should stay. Um, so I wasn't really sure how they were going to go about it, but it started to become apparent that it was going to be a voting system.
1: Which so- is, you know, very bold for a full half an hour standalone episode of a show called Master Yeah, to like- feature... Zero cooking.
0: I can understand that they're wanting to build tension, Mm -hmm. but by the end of the half an hour I was not tense. Um, I was frustrated Mm -hmm. maybe. Um, And I was also having withdrawals from the food element of the show.
1: Well, yes, it's not called master (laughs) voting people off, is it? that's exactly right. It's not called master elimination. No. It's called master chef. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that was of note as well for that 15 minutes that you're talking about is that it was very apparent who was the worst and it was very apparent that they were going to send her home. Mm-hmm. So it really cu- was 15 minutes of, of you know, that moment when you're brainstorming and you know the answer and someone goes, J- devil's advocate here, what are the other options? Mm. And then it was 15 minutes of that. Yeah. Of who else should go home? Yeah, who else much. could go home?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, it it held my interest, but I'm disappointed that it did. Mm. Um, you know, uh, but like you know, it just means that next week when they have an elimination episode, maybe while they're doing the elimination episode, I can kind of be switching between that and. Another popular show of the year. Something along the lines of like, help me out here, Zach.
1: Um, thank God you're here. Yeah,
0: thank God you're here. I could switch between that and thank God you're here. Um, I okay. hear Hamish Blake is going to be on the next episode. Oh,
1: I love Hamish I Blake. I really course, like Hamish the Blake. Hamish and Andy show on Channel 7.
0: Yeah, it's funny to f- see his face. You know what I mean? Mm. It's funny to see his face. Oh, man. Um, it, it's very, like he's a real up-and-comer.
1: Yeah, he, yeah, yep.
0: he's a real up and comer. Um, the hot one, Andy, mm. hasn't been on the show yet. I'd be interested to see if um the hot one from Hamish and Andy, uh, goes on.
1: And it's cool. Thank th- God you're here. <laughs> they're just co- two young blokes. Yeah, that's what I love about Relatable. Hamish and Andy.
0: Relatable, young,
1: like they're just they're just us. They're getting by.
0: Yeah, it's not, and good for them. I'm really, I'm really proud of them for having gotten into radio. It's not easy. I'm proud of them and they should be proud. And, when, and you know what? When they're a little bit older, they can look back at when they were young and go, wow, I did some cool shit when I, I was young. Time. I had a really fun time.
1: You know, and maybe I didn't, you know, maybe I would have made a little more money if I'd gone into law
0: yeah, or if exactly. I'd studied medicine. Yeah.
1: Uh, maybe I, I could have made some more money in a different field. Yeah.
0: But, hey, you know what? I did some radio. I was on Thank God You're Here. I had a bit of fun. I had a bit of fun. So uh, no one's surprised, but Melissa went home. Um, she was the graphic designer from
1: uh, Queensland. So they then then as, as she was being eliminated, um, of course, they then spent a good five minutes watching the winning team eat lunch. Yeah, that they- was.
0: <laughs> because, okay, so the team lunch. that won, they won a lunch at a fancy
1: restaurant. Now, have you ever been to a fancy restaurant, Mish? I have for my sister's 21st. Yeah. <laughs> See, I've been to a fancy I've been to a fancy uh, lunch before yeah. as well. Um and uh I, I don't know if you know this but uh what people do when they're at a fancy lunch is they sit around the table and they go oh wow that's really nice and oh can I have a try of that? I didn't think that that would make such riveting television. television. Yeah. And I'll tell you what it does. Yeah. 5 minutes of other people going, oh, geez, those oysters are lovely.
0: I will say this though, they showed um a, some. Uh, they took Julie Goodwin out. Which, who? Um, oh, fuck, she's like she's the mum, no. but not Sandra. She, no, she's got like curly hair.
1: No, sorry, there's a lot of contestants. At yeah, this point. she's
0: one of she. I want just she's one of them. Yeah, don't worry about. I it. I don't know
1: which one. It's fine.
0: About. She's irrelevant. But they took her out the back of okay. the kitchen and they showed her how to pan fry some scallops. Okay, sure. Um, I thought that was really interesting because I have that's a feeling I'll never see how to do that again on a cooking show. Yeah,
1: <laughs> well, that's good, and that's mm. probably good for her to. Th- what was her name again? Uh, Julie Wingood. Wingood. That's, um, that's good for her to see that, I guess, because yeah. she's probably go- going soon, I yeah, guess. Yeah, of so,
0: But she can take that one yeah, home to her kids next week home. when she's eliminated.
1: Yeah, she can take that home. Exactly. Oh, that's um, nice,
0: yeah. Okay, so now we have uh, the, f- the uh, episode number 11. Oh, well, I do just want to oh, say sorry.
1: again, because again, a lot of people are probably, if you haven't seen it um, and, and, and you're not going to watch it on Saturday for the on the catch-up, when you're catching up on Saturday mm-hmm. um, and you're wondering again how people voting other people off was spread to an hour, uh, to a half an hour. After the ad break, Melissa went home. Now most shows end on the person leaving, you know, you maybe get a shot of them in the car. And I was a bit surprised because that was um, the, the, the it, it, we hadn't hit the half hour that indicated the show was going away. So it went to ad break It came back. They went back to the house and they all talked about how much they'll remember and miss <laughs> Melissa, who has been in the competition for a week now. Yeah. They talked about how I, I fun know. she was and her vivacious spirit.
0: Um, in, in their defense, though, mm-hmm. um, I'd like to, I, I reckon I'll remember her for the rest of my life. Oh. Ah, no you way. Never, you I never forget, forget the first person eliminated Not from uh, your favorite show.
1: It's uh it's one of those things that if someone were to listen to this podcast in ten years' time, mm. um they would just be going, Yes, Melissa, Melissa, course, Melissa. Melissa, you know, Melissa. like uh that's why I haven't felt the need to explain who she is or No.
0: She's she's a predominant figure in our lives right now and will be for generations to come. So, um, yeah, they had that chat. Let's move on to episode eleven, shall we? Now I didn't make it to the TV in time okay. on Friday. Um I'm really disappointed because apparently it was a great episode. Yeah. Um I was at a Flowrider concert. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Flowrider's a very popular artist yeah. uh in this year of two thousand and nine. Um very, very popular. So I went to his concert.
1: Yeah, he was great. I saw him on Rove Live. Yeah. Um, yeah, promoting the the concert. Yeah, uh, he was on. He was good. He wasn't as good as uh, the lady that does that Just Dance song. Who's that? I, I should know because it's know. such a popular song. I, I can't well, remember I was that.
0: trying to decide between whether or um I should go to Flow Rider or the Fray. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, it, they were both on. Um, I chose to go to Flow Rider because I think I feel like he'll stand the test of time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Much like
0: Melissa Lutton. Flo Rider and Melissa Lutton.
1: It's um, funny that you talk about all these guys. I mean, they're no Sandy Tom, but I think some of them do have potential to really <laughs> really stand the test of time.
0: Yeah, um, but as I was watching Flo Rider, I couldn't help but feel like um, I would rather be at a TI concert Um <laughs> And I, I also, at the same time, couldn't help but feel like you know what this would be made even better if Rascal Flats
1: were involved. You know what I mean? Oh, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> it's but you're always on about Flowrider. You're always yeah. Uh, you're always talking about how much you love Flow Rider. Me, I'm more of a, an alternative guy. Yeah. What do you um, tell me about what you like? Ah, uh, I love. Um, do you know the song One Crowded Hour? Oh, wow, what a beautiful song. What a powerful song. I did hear
0: that for the first time uh, this morning. Did you? Yeah, the first time.
1: Yeah, and um, uh, I also love, I, I don't know, if you probably haven't heard of them. Mm. There's this new group called MGMT.
0: Who's no,
1: so they do a song called Kids and they do a few songs like that. They've kind of got this electronic, electric, like yeah. an electric feel, yeah. They do actually, they yeah. do have this electric sort of feel. And um, wow, they're yeah, they're really fun. Uh, great again, again, another one that I think uh, this first album has a few good tracks mm-hmm. on it, but I'm really excited for their second and third album. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see where they take their sound.
0: Um, just while we're on that, just while we're on that, um, do you know like who I'm really, really into this mm. year? It's Wolf Mother. Oh, yes. Yeah. Wolf Mother, amazing, amazing work. They're headlining a couple of music festivals uh, this year. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try my best to get to a couple of those music festivals so I can see Wolf Mother.
1: Are you going to head over to your city's Big Day Out?
0: Uh, most likely, yes, I will be going to a Big Day Out and um, maybe Summer Days for more of the electronica that I've been listening to, like the presets. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're a bit underground. I
1: do. Have you heard of Lady Hawk, My Delirium?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes, I have. Playing uh, with yeah. My Delirium. I, I listened to that in The Taxi the other day.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and do you
0: know who's making a bit of a comeback? Who? Nellie Furtado.
1: She is, but now she's cool. Now she's sexy. Yeah, isn't she just? Well, you know, it's that Timberland touch. Is it? <laughs> As soon as you get that Timberland touch, you're really taking it to another level. Absolutely. Um, no, look, we we uh, we here at 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 this recap show, we love. Uh we love all those artists. Um anyway, so
0: no, couldn't make it to make the T V well, in time on Friday to watch episode eleven because I was at a Flow Flowrider concert. Could you explain to me exactly what happened? I have heard some bits and pieces, a couple of whispers, bobs. but I'd really love to hear from you what it was all about.
1: So this show, uh this this uh this uh episode was a thing called Masterclass. Um so Last night's episode was uh, an elimination where people voted for each other. So I was excited to get back into the action. Yeah. Um and and what this was was virtually unedited. No backing music. George and Gary teaching them how to cook. Right. For 40 minutes. Um George Gary and Matt? No, not Matt. Matt's just a critic. Where was Sarah? Sarah wasn't there, which was odd. That's weird. Yeah, that's it, it, weird. So what they did, what they did, which I don't think they could do with the other episodes, is you know the voiceover guy.
0: Yeah, was he, he there?
1: No, he was just voice voicing okay. over. No, he wasn't there. He just did the voiceover, and he was like, "Today's masterclass. They'll be talking about this, that, and the other." That was very good. And then, um, and then. And then the just the judges introduced themselves. So he just did a little bit more, the voiceover guy, and the judges did a little bit more. And then there was no Sarah Wilson. I don't like that. Well, it it worked. I don't think it would work in the other episodes, but it it did work. Okay. Um. Uh,
0: and so, am I right in saying that they then taught them how to cook a meal?
1: So they taught them how to do two meals over wow. the forty minutes. Uh, the first meal they taught them how to do was um, they was lamb and mash.
0: Ooh, I love a good mash.
1: Well, yeah, yeah um, I thought I did too. Turns out you've got to bake the potato. You've got to smush it through a ricer. Very complicated stuff when you're a master chef. What about Deb? Deb? No, sir. No room for Deb in the master chef kitchen.
0: Is that right, Deb?
1: Yeah, Deb. No room for Deb. Apparently apparently it's fancy um so that happened and then they talked a little straight bit straight up just though with Deb I grew up on Deb Did you really Yeah
0: I grew up on Deb um wow. my mother who was essentially a single mother um for most of my childhood um she also worked a lot as a nurse and um like as in that was her job and so my sister and I used to come home after school mm-hmm. and we'd cook some elements for the meal and often it was Deb and mm. you add a packet of deb, a yeah, little splash yeah. of the, s- the milk, a bit of a t- little bit of butter, and some hot water, and, t- mix and you it make on, deb. and you make deb.
1: I I really liked deb. Uh, look, well. I've only ever had that sort of potato. I I boil my potatoes and then I mash them with a masher. Mm. I definitely don't bake and then rice. Mm. Um, but uh, deb, that's really cool. That I haven't thought about deb, and I really time. <laughs> I think I feel like we should go for it. No one's listening to this podcast. You want to talk about that?
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. I just I haven't genuinely thought about Deb. I we used to bringing some
1: shit up for you. Yeah,
0: Yeah. genuinely. So we'd have Deb, and then we'd have like frozen peas that we'd like heat up, and then Mum would come home and she'd make the sausages. Yeah. So we'd have sausages, Deb, and frozen peas.
1: Yeah, right. And on.
0: gravy usually And
1: gravy, that sounds fantastic Yeah, but
0: I honestly, like, I could imagine that as an adult now mm. Deb would taste fucked <laughs>
1: But I loved Deb Well, especially now that we know from MasterChef Australia That you've got to bake a potato on a whole thing of rock salt Jeez That's fucking excessive Jeez Louise Anyway so, Tell you what, I'd much rather just some snags and Deb <laughs> Have you ever had Deb? No, I've not had Deb. I'm going to get you some Deb. (laughs) You can still get it. You can get French onion Deb.
0: It's fucking, it's weird though.
1: KFC potatoes and gravy are are, Deb Deb style, I suppose. Yeah. For sure. Anyway, (laughs) continue. No, this this is really it. Um, They then uh, talked about the mystery box challenge. That was the one where the person made chocolate pork. That's right. I don't know if you remember the person (laughs) making chocolate pork. I remember. Uh, and they were like, what would they do? What would you do? And they broke it out and they said, well, the, the, the young lady, she made eggy bread. Um, and they said, and then, uh, Gary said, I would make eggy bread with the ingredients given to me. And then my favorite part of the episode, which I did want to play for you, but I I didn't bring my laptop, um, uh, was, um, fancy boy with your laptop. Yeah. (laughs) That's, wow, it's <laughs> the only means to bring to mm. bring a, a computer around with you. True. Um, although I suppose a Nokia is a computer in a way, in a in a sense. In a sense, uh, my favourite bit was um, so they didn't have music, they didn't have the drama, but they still had the voiceover guy and the music before the ad breaks. So there was a point where. Gary said, I'm going to make eggy bread, and then George was like, and I'm going to make an olive oil chocolate mousse with no eggs. Uh, And then the music came in and the voiceover guy came on and he goes, coming up, how to make eggy bread. (laughs) Coming up, how to make eggy bread. (laughs) So good. That's
0: (laughs) fucking funny. That's so fucking funny.
1: And it came back, They came back. (laughs) And they're all and they're all fucking suckasses. All the fucking oh. contestants. Are,
0: oh wow! Well. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh my god! This is the best eggy bread I've ever. And <laughs> this is the best eggy bread <laughs> I've ever had.
1: George at one point made some moose and then like fed it to to a to a young Who, girl. The twenty-year-old, you know, the twenty-year-old Italian. He's
0: so it.
1: yeah, it was well because she'd just and he been fed mixing. it to her, she'd just been mixing. So he got the spoon and he fed it right. How into old her is mouth. she? She's 20.
0: Okay, yeah, so I just, I just thought I should check. Um, I thought I was half expecting you to say she's 18 months, um, but she's 20, she's
1: a 20 year old. Oh, yeah. okay,
0: cool. That's but fine. But her hands
1: were tired, she'd been whisking. yeah, that's fine. So she needed the spoon it's, put in her it's mouth. it's
0: absolutely fine. If it was anyone else, I'd be concerned, but because it was George. I feel okay. I, I like. I feel like that's okay.
1: Um, so they made it. They put olive oil in mousse. Pretty wacky in my book. Mm. Um, and then they said, "Now let's all gather round and eat." And then they all walked off camera, and that was the end of the episode, and wow. the end of week two. Yeah, but kind of week one of the official competition yep. of MasterChef Australia.
0: I'm feeling great. I'm so excited for week three. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we only have to wait a day before the next episode.
1: It's just so constant. It's, so, it's
0: it just doesn't <laughs> fucking stop. It's incredible. Um, it's god. like it's like you might go, oh god, how much more of this like, can I take? Well, tomorrow it's back. And Let's see if you can take it.
1: Let me tell you the the only thing holding me. Together with it all is the fact that I don't know who's going to win it Because it's happening in real time If I knew who was going to win the competition Yeah um, Say I was re-watching them I wouldn't do that because that would be Mm. Inane and very mm. difficult to Absolutely.
0: watch. Absolutely, and uh, the only thing that's really getting me through this show is the fact that it's the only show of its kind. Yep. And so, because of that, the concept's entirely new to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like the food they're making is mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite high end. Um, it's it's uh, I'm completely captivated by the concept of a cooking show on television.
1: Um. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, other than uh, the cook and the chef. Hmm. Other than beat the chef, I, I know I've brought it up before, but alive and cooking, ready, steady, cook. Yeah. Other than, uh, other than, um, Huey, Huey. Yeah. What was that one on Channel Seven? That uh, Channel
0: Ten was Huey.
1: No, there was that one on Channel Seven that, that was hosted by host uh, C- Curtis Stone. Is
0: currently hosted by Curtis Stone.
1: Um, My restaurant rules. Yes. My I d- restaurant yes. rules. Yeah. You, very good. Are you familiar good. with this show? Uh, yeah, um, it's ringing a bell. So it was basically people opened a new uh, restaurant in each capital city. It didn't last. I can't I imagine think, why. I can't imagine a state-based cooking show on Channel 7 ever taking off, particularly now that MasterChef is doing so badly in the ratings. Mm, it's still not doing great. No, still not doing great. I don't think it's going to do very well. I mentioned the hot house in earlier mm. podcasts.
0: Might do well once they get that fucking Julie Wingood out. of the
1: Who?
0: <sighs> um, I don't know how to describe her because to describe her is like describing like a rock. Oh. Um, it's like describing an
1: inanimate. <laughs> I'm just excited for. I'm just excited for some of those ones to go. And and the real front runners, you know, the ones like Poe. I think Poe's really emerging as a front runner. Yeah, yeah. Love so. Poe. Yeah, um, she's going to win it. Mm. I think that's my prediction. You've mm-hmm. heard it here first. Pretty confident Poe's going to win. And Once the je- Julies go, I, I, I put it on Poe to win.
0: All right. Well, you heard it here first, guys. Zach reckons
1: Poe's in it for the win. In it for the win. Good. Good, good times. (laughs) Anything else, any final thoughts on Um, week two of MasterChef Australia?
0: I I think I've covered everything. To be honest, I'm I'm looking forward to some sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to spending my 7 o'clock time slot in my day um, doing something else. Mm. Um, I'm thinking maybe I could... Do a kind of 2009 based activity. Mm-hmm, mm. um, what would be an interesting 2009 plucking based? Plucking your at- eyebrows. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to spend it plucking my eyebrows. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, I think I'm going to spend it watching Sex in the City.
1: Mm-hmm, um, on DVD. On
0: DVD. Um, uh-huh. last week, uh, I watched an episode of Sex in the City. Yep. Um, and it taught me all about.
1: Exhibitionism Well, it really is the most progressive show
0: Yeah uh, On yeah. television it's you, you don't often hear women talk about
1: fingering themselves So it's
0: refreshing for me
1: It's a very progressive show mm. And I can't see a time where it would be considered problematic
0: I also didn't see a time in which I'd use the word fingering on this podcast I'm glad I've, I've brought it out
1: No time but the present Yeah <laughs> Uh, we would anyway, like to uh, thank our sponsors for this podcast, McDonald's Gourmet, Creation, mm, you, uh, McDonald's Gourmet Creation. Thank you, McDonald's
0: Gourmet Creation, for their
1: sponsorship. Um, of course, head over to McDonald's if you use mm. the uh, if you use the password recaps recaps with mission Zach. Um, you get twenty five percent off your crispy chicken Kasha.
0: <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. I see you No, next- right, we'll speak to you next time.